love, love, lust, lust, and that also. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the best adult podcast, period, point blank. If you got a problem with it, you can definitely at me. I'm the host, the Red Bearded Assassin, CEO Hayes, and I am in the building with the lovely, the badass, Miss AJ Jones. What's going on? Not much, Sicky. How are you? I'm Aww. blessed. I'm still alive. So, <laughs> And I hear Alan doing Alan in the background. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, though, I am dedicated to this podcast because I will not let sickness keep me from our wonderful lusties. Um, so I'm here. I may sound a little nasally, but you know what? It's going to be all right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> My lovely Miss Badass Jones. Um, so, yes, I, I am fighting through sickness, but we're going to make it through it because I am amazing and this podcast is amazing. How's your week been, Miss AJ? You're just amazing all around. My week has been interesting. Um, it's it's been a yeah, it's been an interesting week. I think that's the best the best that I can put it at. Um, I enjoyed the live that we did a couple of nights ago. That was pretty dope, and um, we had a, a lot of really great feedback. We had a lot of people log on, a lot of really great questions, um, and then I posted it to our IGTV, and it's gotten like I think we're at like thirteen hundred views uh, in the first day alone. So it's been pretty it's been pretty fantastic. But it's been an interesting week. Yeah. Other than battling sickness, how has your week been? Oh, it's been good. I've been home most of the week because I have been battling death's door. Like, I swear, like, uh, <laughs> death himself was standing over my bed just waiting for me to go, like, a couple days ago. He was waiting. He was like, if this motherfucker coughs one more time, I'm taking him out. <laughs> <That's a wrap>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, luckily I've made it through. I'm I'm not dead yet, motherfuckers. I'm not dead yet. Um no. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a quite a bit of topics to get to this week. It's going to be a fun week. Um, AJ, I'm going to ask you to read this first question. Okay. So this is a question that was submitted by one of our listeners. Um, my best friend of 20 years is married. And although we have always talked about everything going on with each other, I feel like there are certain conversations he should now be having with his wife. I don't mind discussing certain issues with him because he's always been my best friend for as long as I can remember, but it's starting to make me feel uncomfortable because again, I feel like conversations that we're having are supposed to be spousal talks because they're about his wife. I love him dearly, but how do I support him and also encourage him to stop having certain discussions with me, especially about intimacy and talk with his wife? That's a really good question. I feel like that's a, that's something that happens a lot with people. Yeah, I think so too. I think that, um, that stuff in a marriage needs to stay in a marriage. I think me, you've talked about this like early on in Love, Lust, and Badass Souls that stop talking to other motherfuckers about your relationship. Is that the word of the night, motherfucker? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like the thing is that people don't understand is that, and the way that I've always explained it is that 
your relationship is kind of a castle. Let's say your your marriage, your relationship is a castle, right? Every time you let someone in on what's going on into your castle, you're letting down the drawbridge and you're welcoming somebody into into your castle, which is your marriage. Now, they can very well be there to help. They can they can have good intents and purposes, but completely fuck everything up. Stop letting people into your castle. Like, if you want to go and seek advice or counseling or whatever, that's a different thing, but you have to stop talking to your friends about the inner workings of your relationship, at least in my opinion. I don't believe in that. I, I I want to keep that completely separate and out the way. That's my opinion. I know it might be challenging, like especially in this situation, because they, they've been long-term friends. Um, so that's more like, I, I almost feel it's more like a brother-sister relationship, if, if I read it correctly. Um, but even still, like, you know, you have to be upfront with him and just be straight with him. Like if you guys have been best friends forever and a day, then I mean, honesty should be first and foremost in your friendship. And you just need to honestly say to him, like these kind of conversations are things that you should be talking about with your wife. Like, especially if it's about her, because at the end of the day, like you can't, as much as he can bounce things off of you to get feedback on how to fix certain things that are happening, she's the person that he actually has to fix it with. So instead of having like, you know, a man in the middle kind of thing, why not just go directly to the source? You know, it it just kind of doesn't make sense. Just be honest with him and be upfront with him. Tell him that you love him. Tell him that you support him. You know, you'll always be there to support him. But those particular types of conversations that are dealing specifically with his marriage and with his wife, he needs to be able to talk to her and have those conversations. So, you know, one person to one person they can work on fixing at it together instead of going, you know, um, through a back door. I also think that objectively, because you've been friends with him longer than knowing her, um, there are some things that you may not be emotionally objective on, you know, in which case if they are in need of somebody as a third party to be involved, it can't be you. And it, it shouldn't be you. It should be someone who is unbiased and, and someone who's not going to take sides, someone who's just there to give um, effective uh, an objective feedback. And that should be like a marriage counselor or a therapist, you know, their pastor, whoever it is that they look to for guidance or somebody that they can, they can talk to, but just be upfront with him and just be honest and tell him that it's making you uncomfortable because those are things that he should be discussing with her. It's just simple. Okay. At least I think. It's, yeah. There you go. Uh, the next one, what, what's up with all these damn long ass questions? Um, <laughs> go ahead and read this. One. one of my followers, again, this is not Hey saying this. This is a, a listener submitted question. One of my followers who is a very attractive man messages me at least four days a week to pay a compliment. Ask me how I'm doing and then wishes me a wonderful day or a wonderful weekend if it is the end of the work week. He's never taken it any further, never asked me any personal details, but consistently compliments me in my DM and under every picture I post. He seems to have a woman and he posts a lot of memes as he po- oh, in reference to him being single. I don't know if that's his attempt at shooting his shot or if he's just being mildly fir- fir- flirtatious. How do I approach the situation? Do I just leave it as friendly flirting or should I ask him if he's interested in getting to know me? Boom. I don't know. Take a leap of faith and and message him. I mean, what do you stand to lose? You know, it's not like it's moving in one direction or the other as it stands now. And if you find him attractive or mildly interesting, you know, I think it's okay to to make the first move or at least um, in a more concrete and less flirtatious way to let him know that you're open to him shooting his shot. 
Because sometimes I feel like, I mean, men, um, especially like with social media, they kind of need a little bit more encouragement to know that it's okay. Um, especially if you're like with me, I get like a gazillion comments under pictures and what have you. And so if somebody wants, like I've had people say, you know, I really want to talk to you, but you know, like everybody wants to talk to you. So I didn't figure I had a chance of talking to you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not like that. You know, um, if you shoot a decent shot, I'll talk to you until you fuck up. And then I have to kick your ball, you know, off the court. But um, maybe just let him know, like, say hi, DM him and say something to him. Like, just something, you know, like I, you were on my mind or, you know, that was a really great picture that you posted today. Just wanted to tell you that you look really handsome. I hope you have a great day. Just kind of shoot the ball back into his court. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, well, the thing here that uh, is telling me is that she thinks he may be involved with someone. I think that's the first question you need to ask. Are you involved right. with someone? Um, now, depending on how his answer is to that, if he's not, then shoot your shot. Clearly you're interested. What you waiting for? Like, and then, you know, I mean, if, if, if you guys are both single, don't always wait on the other person. If you're interested, make your interest known. I think people are so afraid to get shot down, um, that it kind of frees them. You never know what you could be missing out on. You may have to initiate it. Maybe he doesn't want to be the guy who comes off as just being in the DMs, which it may not be the case since he does DM you all the time, but you you never know. Like I said, if as long as you find out that he's not involved with someone, test the water. I find it strange that people are so afraid to approach people on social media, but they'll approach people in real life. You know what I mean? Like a guy will see a girl walking by and, you know, whistle or call out to her or go up to her, whatever, but people won't message people or shoot their shot in the DMs, which is, I find very strange. I would think that that would be the safest place to do it because if the person tells you no, then you just block them and that's it. You don't have to be bothered with them anymore. You don't have to see them. You have to talk to them. Is that weird? I feel like that's weird. We live in such a weird generation. Oh God. Well, women are, so women always talk about men with rejection. Women are even more afraid of like, like you, you just said it because a woman will shoot their shot at a man, get shot down and then block the dude. If a right. dude does that, then it's a, then it's a thing. Oh, he's a punk anyway. Like you don't have to block somebody. If you, if you miss your shot, like, I mean, block them, bitch, block them. Don't block them. Whatever. <laughs> me, AJ, me, you rarely disagree. I don't, I don't understand the blocking, but Hey, I mean, some people, whatever. You know why I would block personally? Yeah, it definitely is an ego thing. And yes, I would be hurt. I don't want to know that I shot my shot and then you like punked me. And then tutus, you're under my pictures commenting again, telling me how beautiful I am. No, fuck you. You said no. You don't get to come back. And that doesn't stop you from back. being beautiful. Like, I don't I don't, I don't get care. that. You can't come to my page. You can't sit with us. Block, nigga. Block. AJ, you need help. You know how many people you shot down and they haven't blocked you? Come on now. But we don't know that. And I don't I don't generally, you know what? Unless you're an asshole, I don't shoot nobody down. Like, really and truly. Like, if you come at me in some kind of a dumb way, you know what I mean? Like, oh, your pussy looks fat in your bathing suit. Oh, like, you're gonna, you're definitely gonna get shot down. And then I'm gonna block you because you're just dumb. If you say, hi, I really like to get to know you. And the next frame is a picture of your dick or you masturbating. You're gonna get blocked because you're just Do people do dumb. that? Like, do people do actually people like... Listen to me. I'm going to send you a, a screenshot of somebody who sent me a video of him masturbating. Now his... Oh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. No, I'm not going to show you the video, but his oh. dick was so pretty. It was it was just beautiful. And he made a video of himself masturbating, and then he came, and at the end of it, he looks at me in the video and says, this was because of you. And I got all kinds of, like, all kinds of different feelings, but 
I couldn't accept the request to talk to him because that was his introduction. That was his hello. Like he literally said, hi, beautiful. And then the next thing I saw was this video of him pleasing himself to whatever thoughts he was having about me. I can't, how do I accept you to talk to you? You can't message me because yeah, that just doesn't fly. Like I'd fuck you. And then what do you have a first name? Do you live somewhere? Do you live in a box on the street? Were you masturbating in a, in a public bathroom? Like, you know what I mean? It, we're in a, in a generation where people would sooner show their genitals than tell you their first blood clot name. I'm going to understand that. I'm going to understand at all. At what point did we become a society of people who does, they don't say, hi, my name is AJ. Hi, my name is CJ. They say, hi, good morning. And then CJ's beating off in the camera. And No, Ava's no, don't say it. CJ. Let, let's, for once, let's not use my name in an example. I don't want anything. <laughs> okay. so hi, my name is my name is Peter. And hi, my name is Andrea. And two twos, Peter and Andrea, you know, have, have exchanged pictures with people that they don't know of their genitalia. Like how? They don't say, hi, this is my name. They would rather, I don't know. It's it, That's just strange to me. It's just very strange to me. Well, I mean, men are so used, I guess, to being objectified by women and us just having to, de- to deal with it that then, so we just, I guess some people just feel like they should lead off with it. I just don't even agree with that. That's some bullshit. Please, please the video you uh, had on Twitter about the man uh, swinging his penis, like you objectified the hell out of that man. What is the man swinging his penis? The guy in the gray sweatpants? Yes. With the woman on the bed? That yes. Just about yes. The that, was, that was objectifying. No, it was objectifying both of them. What are you talking about? That that you, whole scene. You objectified no, that, that young man's penis. Absolutely not. It's for me, it's about everything that's happening. Because you know what? Had it just been him by himself stroking his penis or moving it around, I wouldn't have posted it. The whole mood for me is the interaction between him and her. It has nothing to do with just come on, you know me better than that. Stop the craziness. I've never posted a picture of a man's penis ever in my life. I didn't in say you posted it. I didn't say you posted it. I, no, except that one dude that you clowned like a year ago. That was funny. I did post it. I posted that on my Twitter. But I'm oh, okay. saying like, yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like for me, it's the whole scene. It's the scene on a whole. It has nothing to do with just the guy singularly. I actually like the way that her body moves like a snake when she's rubbing against him. And in my mind, when I'm watching the video, aside from his dick, I'm thinking like, how is she moving her body like that? When you don't see her hands, like there's no kind of suspension. You don't see her knees. You don't see where her arch starts. Arch starts. Her body just moves so fluidly. So for me, it's a whole thing. I'm not objectifying it. If I'm objectifying anybody, it's the couple. I never, if I, I don't objectify people like that because then I would be posting all kind of, other than my blog where I posted the sweatpants. But outside of that, that was purposeful. Mm-hmm. But sure. I don't, sure. I don't post sure. stuff. Sure, sure. Really? Okay. I posted a vagina two weeks before that. So was I, am I objectifying vagina? Well, you're an equal opportunity objectify. You're a creep. Talk to me. Don't talk to me. Oh, my God. I don't know how long it's been since I told you don't talk to me, but <laughs> I'm overdue for saying it. Don't talk. Don't chat to me. Please. Don't chat to me. We completely straight off topic, but um, yeah, shoot your shot. Yeah. And, and see what happens. Let him know that you're interested and, you know, just go with it. Boom. All right. Well, <laughs> the next question. If you're in the beginning stages of talking to someone and you see mutual online friends congratulating them on their new relationship, is it your job to bring that up to them, their job to tell you, or should you just tailor your involvement without saying anything? Um, so we did this this mapping of this. We did a, a relationship mapping of the different stages of getting from meeting a person to being exclusive with the person. And everyone wholeheartedly agreed that at the beginning stages of talking to someone, the beginning stages of getting to know someone, 
there are very few things that you have rights to in terms of information and knowledge. Um, I feel like people want to rush too quickly to get into relationships without taking time to get to know the person. And people have this hang up about dating multiple people at the same time. Like you're supposed to date one person, put all your efforts into that one relationship. There's no commitment. There's nothing, you know, um, secured in terms of moving forward as a unit. And then six months later, when it falls apart, because you're still just getting to know each other. And six months after the fact, you find out that you really don't like each other. Now you have to start all over again, instead of dating a couple of people at the same time and just actually dating people and getting to know one another. If you're at the beginning stages of talking to this person, whether you have mutual friends that are congratulating him or not, um, you're not at that place of, of having rights to have any feelings or any sort of issues with it. He's not your boyfriend. He's not your man. You guys aren't dating. You're getting to know each other. You're talking and you're definitely not exclusive. So what would you, what would you have feelings about? Well, I mean, I don't think there's any problem with asking if you want clarity, if you guys haven't established where you are, if you, there's, there's no problem with asking for clarity just to see what's going on. Um, but at the same time, I agree with AJ in the fact that if you're not exclusive, you have, you have no right to feel away about what he does. You can ask for your own information, but as far as like getting upset, uh, feeling like he owes you anything or uh, he or she, you don't, you don't get to, to do that. Um, I think that so many people get caught up in this. People want to rush the process, especially nowadays, especially if you get like it, once you, people are like in their thirties, they want to rush like, Oh, we're talking and this and this, like there's still a process. You have to get to know, don't rush it. Um, and, and go through that and you'll be better for it in the long run. But to just expect uh, everything to become all about you immediately when you start talking about someone is, is fucking asinine to be 100% honest. Yeah, I could have said it better. <laughs> it's right. true. Well, let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Anything left on that one? No, not at all. All right. I'm going to let you do this next one and I'll do the last two because the last two were long. All right. Do you think more people go for a person who's consistently been there for them and given them all their time and attention and most likely to stay, even if it's not the person that really wants to be with or do more people do more. This is word where or do more people go for the person that really wants, really want, even if it may not work out, go for the S word. Weird. Um, do you want me to read that one? <laughs> I, it's, it's worded. I, like, go ahead. You, you have to be the uh, Ebonics translator here. So do you think more people go for a person who's consistently been there for them and given them all their time and attention and is most likely to stay, even if that's not the person that they really want to be with, or do more people go for the person they really want, even if it may not work out? Well, I think that people, I've said this before, people confuse attention with love all the time. And I think when people have that whole mindset of, oh, well, he texts me back faster, like that shouldn't fucking matter. Like it, it really honestly shouldn't. Or um, of course you want a level of attention, but don't, don't confuse. A lot of people will give you attention because they have no, fu nothing fucking else to offer you. How, how, how long is that really going to keep you happy? It, in my opinion, I, it, it, you have, it has to be things other than that. Yeah. You can be all about me. Yeah. You can be attentive as hell to me. Yeah. You can do X, Y, Z, but guess what? If my mind isn't being simulated, if other things aren't, aren't being done, I don't give a fuck how much attention you're giving me. It's not going to make it, uh, better for me in the long run. So I think, I, I think more people go for attention and and what they feel as consistency versus uh, someone who it may not work out with because people are afraid to take chances nowadays. I think people are really afraid to put effort into something. I think there's a lack of effort going around all all the way around. Everybody wants what seems easy, in my opinion. 
I am, I know a few men who got into relationships with women that they wouldn't otherwise have chosen for the simple fact that when they were down and out, these women are the women that supported them and that were there for them. Um, one of them in particular that I know, he ended up having a baby with this woman that he had no desire or intention of being with more, nothing more than the simple fact that like he was at a place, like a very dark place in his, in his life. And he had hit rock bottom and everything was just spiraling out of control. And she held him down. You know what I mean? Like she cooked for him. She cleaned for him. She did his laundry. She took care of him in his darkest, deepest, darkest moments. And he appreciated her so much that, um, he stayed with her for a while out of obligation for the fact that she took care of him. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like, I I feel like there are people who would rather be with someone who is safe, who they know is not going to stray, who they know is medium ugly. Cause we've talked about that before who they know is going to give them their all because they're just so appreciative and grateful to have somebody in their life that they're just never going to go anywhere. Instead of taking on a chance, taking a chance, like you said, with somebody who may actually be their one um, and working on developing that relationship. You, It's, it's kind of like a 50-50. I, I don't know that any one choice is wrong. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, people have to do what is best for them and, and what they feel in the long run will make them feel happy and stable and and safe and and loved and all that kind of stuff. And and some people just don't have the capacity um, to do the ups and downs and, and do the extra hard work and, and taking a chance on getting to know somebody else who may not show the same type of appreciation, um, you know, as the person that they've chosen. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's for me, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the fence about it. I think ultimately people just need to do what makes them happy. And if fear propels you to be with somebody that you feel safe with um, and that you don't have to do all that extra work and you know that person's going to love you and you can grow to love them. For me, it almost feels like an arranged, like an arranged marriage. And there are so many of those that have happened and people have built successful lives together and it just is what it is. That is a fact, Jack. (laughs) Well, I have, I I got nothing else, AJ, on that one. You ready to move on to the next one? Mm -hmm. You want to take this one or you want me to get this one? Oh no, it's too long for me. Go ahead, take it. So this is a listener submitted question. Uh, Dear AJ and CJ, I am a black woman who is currently in a relationship with a white man. We've been together for a little over two years. Sorry. Um, He is the first white man I've ever dated. I love him and we have a great relationship, but I have one small issue. His penis size. I never really gave it much thought when we first started dating because I really fell in love with his personality. But my pleasure is becoming an issue because I'm used to having more. We've tried countless positions, but nothing is really working. And at this point, because of his size, at this point, because of his size. Now, don't get me wrong. He is very, he's a very handsome man and has a great physique. But compared to the black men that I've been in relationships and had sex with, he literally, literally falls short. Recently, I've had a conversation with someone about cold relationships. He isn't necessarily a submissive man, but I know he loves me dearly and he would do whatever it takes to make me happy. I'm thinking of how to suggest to him, oh Lord, to incorporate another man, a black man into our relationship as the bull to our relationship. How do you think is the best way to go about this? Thank you for your help. Sin. Do we have to jump right to another man? Can you guys get some toys? Like, have you guys not tried that? Like what? I mean, the, the thing at the end of the day, I don't judge. I, I, if if you say he'll do whatever, I mean, present it to him. I, I mean, you know your man better than what we do. But I would say before you jump to that, 
get some toys and apparatuses. Like, there's too much stuff out here. We just talked about it in the episode before last. There are too many things out here to be bored or not satisfied in sex. That's what I feel. So for anyone who doesn't know what a cuckold relationship is, it basically is a couple that regularly enlists the services of a bull or a stag, which is a single male that pleasures the wife in the presence of the husband. And depending on, you know, how it goes, the husband will either clean her up orally when the bull is done with his wife, or he'll clean both his wife and the bull when the bull is done with his wife. And he has no issues with this because he, his, her pleasure is his sole focus and making her happy is his only goal. Um, and, you know, as she said, penis-wise, he is inadequate. Um, so even while the bull is is pleasing his wife, he will masturbate and watch them and then clean up or help finish up in whatever way possible. So that's, that is what being cuckold is. Um, yeah, I agree with CJ that, you know, there are a lot of toys on the market now. There are... Um, apparatus that you can put over his penis they've got the suction pumps to help elongate and enlarge the penis like there's a lot of other stuff that you can maybe incorporate in your relationship before you look at bringing another man into your relationship that you know would make your husband or sorry your your partner your boyfriend sorry um feel sexually inadequate like if he's already aware that he's not of an average size or he's below average in terms of the dick department um bringing in a man that doubles his size could really shame and humiliate him even as much as he loves you and even as much as you think he would want to do anything that makes you happy i think at the end of the day like you know psychologically whether the man accepts it or not there's something very emotionally and mentally and psychologically damaging to watch another man please your wife or your woman because you're unable to satisfy her needs and having using toys or using you know, gadgets and gizmos has, was never an option. I think, you know, for the health and well-being of your relationship, maybe start there instead of, you know, like CJ said, <laughs> jumping, jumping the gun. Well, and, I want to um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I want to point out you what you describe is actually a masochistic cuckold. There's a thing called an alpha cuckold in which the male does not actually clean up. He actually direct. He has a direct say in how the man pleases his woman. So it's more of a dominating his wife through another man type thing so there is a different version of cuckold that doesn't involve that i just wanted to point that out that it's called an alpha cuckold yeah but yeah i mean at the end of the day you know if if you feel i don't know it's kind of one of those things where you know okay suppose they have tried toys and stuff like that you know do we say well suggest it to him and see how that conversation goes because you know the the other option is that you know she steps outside of her relationship without his knowledge you know in order to get the pleasure that she needs you know at that point if it comes down to it where you've you've tried the toys and you've had you know uh, interactions where the toys are just not doing it for you what have you it would be better for you to have the conversation with him and you know hope hope that it goes well um as opposed to looking for an outside source um at all or looking for an outside source before you have the conversation with him if nothing else, talk to him first before you do anything. And I would say, too, that it, honestly, and just in reading this again, it seems like I, I think she has a mental thing with black men, because my thing is your pleasure. If you're just looking for a larger penis, like I said, there are toys and apparatuses. The fact that she goes right to a black man, it seems like she maybe has this underlying thing where she feels like she it has to be a black man specifically that pleases her. If that's the case, there may be a bigger issue 
uh, going on there. Um, and yes, this this may go back to what we said before. Yes, he's white. Yes, he treats you well. X, Y, Z. But you have to be honest with yourself. If there's something in you that you will not be satisfied with a white man and you just need a black man, maybe you need to really sit back and and question yourself if this is really the long-term relationship that you want to be in. True. Very true. There you go. I actually gave some great advice without make, making a complete asshole joke, which is definitely coming. <laughs> That's what I think. I chalk it up to the sickness. Yay, sickness. We need that more often. <laughs> regular, regular answers. Those are yeah. good. I mean, hey. And and I want to point out too, like imagine how that would make you feel as a woman if your man was like, "Oh, I just need some white veg." All right, so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a break before we get into the last topic. This is actually the tour of the week from Erotic Boudoir. Hi guys, and welcome to Toy Talk with Erotic Boudoir. I'm Nick, your personal sex toy sensei, here to help you prioritize your pleasure. This week's toy is the OVO K6 Rabbit Vibrator. Let OVO show you that the rabbit is indeed worth all the hype with the K6 Rabbit Vibrator. This dual-motored rabbit will keep you insanely pleased since it's curved for G-spot stimulation and there's a powerful and flexible external stimulator with a soft extension. There's four patterns of vibration along with three speeds to keep each session fresh and unique. Whether it be in the bed, in the shower, or wherever else you can dream up, this waterproof rabbit will be the perfect toy. On other sites, it's $80 or more. On our site, it's $60.99. And if you use discount code LLBAS, you'll get an additional 10% off. Go to our website, www.touchingbodymindandsoul.com to get yours today. Remember, prioritize your pleasure with Erotic Boudoir. All right, AJ. Uh, First of all, those toys, for anyone who's writing in, like the question that we just got, Erotic Boudoir got you. Like if you need, if you need a 12 inch dildo, they got you. If you need a clit stimulizer, they got you. They got everything for you. Yeah, she sells penis sleeves. So if you feel like you're inadequate and you need a couple more inches, you can slide one over your dick to give you a little bit more girth or a little bit more length. Like she's got all kinds of happy shit. All kinds. And you guys can also meet her at the Love, Lust, and Badass Soul live show. So there you go. Um, (laughs) But so we got one last question. This is actually a listener update. AJ, go ahead and take this one away. Okay. So it starts. Hey, hey, hey. I listened. Just wanted to say thanks for the advice. Little updates. We had like an hour and change long conversation about it. And he told me he wanted to make sure my needs were met and that I'm happy. And he's open and willing to engage in that dialogue with me to meet halfway. I saw him for Valentine's Day and we ended up having sex and it was the same until I literally started yelling at him in the middle of it. And there's a bunch of laughing. Long story short, I clearly needed to get extremely aggressive with him for him to get the picture because it was straight bomb after that. I think I just need to be more patient, LOL, and take the physical very slowly and just reteach him to adhere to my preferences. LOL, again, thank you, and CJ, kinda, (laughs) for that advice. I still don't remember what advice I gave on that one, but I'm sure I was probably an asshole. Um, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, just if it doesn't work out, just find you somebody else. (laughs) Sounds like like something I would say. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, I'm glad that it worked for you. Some some men do need to be directed. Like, some people need to feel that aggressive. Men and women need to feel that aggressiveness, and it gives them that little extra oomph and motivation. So never be afraid to do that. This is why we say communication is especially for like sexual, your sexual desires is important because everyone isn't going to be able to figure it out without some directing and motivation. 
If you need him to do something specific, tell him. Choke him until he does it. If he dies, he dies. Like, whatever you need to do, I'm glad that it worked out for you guys. Though. Yeah, I think especially with uh, women, we have this misconception that, you know, men are just going to know what to do during sex. I don't know where we got that idea from, you know, or it's like if you're in one position and you really want him to put you like in, in the back shot position, he's just supposed to move you. Like he's supposed to know he's supposed to feel your rhythm and know that he's supposed to flip you, you know, onto your knees and beat up your pussy from behind. Like nothing to nothing to you know, it's all about communication. Like if nothing else, talk to the person that you're having sex with, whether it's during where you need to command them, you know, to be a little bit more aggressive, like choke me harder, slap my ass, you know, oh, right there, don't move. Like communicate those things. If, it, if you're really interested in your pleasure, communicate those things. Never worry that the person is offended. And then, you know, always have a follow-up conversation. Let them know that that was really great. Like you really enjoyed, you know, when he squeezed a little harder on your throat or you really enjoyed when he, you know, slapped your ass really hard, you know, whatever it is, just have those discussions with people and, you know, yeah. There you go. Talk people. Stop. So what do you think? I got to ask you this, AJ. What do you think about people who find it uncomfortable to really talk about sexual topics with their significant other. And I and I mean, like, they either take it as a personal hit and they get offended or they just really don't know how to talk about sex and their sexual desires. Like, I, I feel like it's too... It, like, again, me, we kind of talked about this last week. Stop having sex with people you can't talk to. But if the person is literally just uncomfortable about talking about sex, I feel that's a little bit different. What would your advice be in that situation? Yeah, I, I think that those are two different things. I think that a person who takes it as a personal attack, when you try to have discussions with them about the way that they sexually engage with you, that's a whole psychological issue in and of itself. And that might require counseling. As we're, and I know people are really hesitant to go to counseling because it makes them feel like, like, I feel like in 2019, we need to stop thinking that going to counseling makes something wrong with you, as opposed to going to counseling is helping you to be a better person, you know? To, to take a, a positive approach to it as opposed to something that's negative. It's like, if you have erectile dysfunction, are you just not going to fuck because your dick doesn't get hard? Nah, boss, you're going to go to your doctor. You're going to talk to somebody and say like, doc, my dick doesn't stand up. What can I do? You know, it's that, it's that same sort of thing. Like you have to think about intimacy. Like in 2019, think about intimacy on a, on a global scale and a global approach. Stop being so afraid to talk about shit. You know, it doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit the person. And the only way to get over that hurdle and to get the pleasure that you deserve, the pleasure that you want, the pleasure that you need is to have those conversations and discussions with people. Take your fucking ego out of it. Nobody's here for that shit. You know, you've got guys who have big dicks, great dick, pretty looking dick, and can't fuck worth shit. But if you try to tell them, like, oh, you're mashing up boom, boom. Can you just, like, ease up a little bit? Give me six inches of it instead of, like, the full ten. You know, give me some slow, long stroke. Don't butter bruise my uterus, please and thank you. Don't try to dislodge it or dislocate it. When time to talk to them, they want to get offended because they feel like, well, I've got a big dick. You can't be talking to me like this. It has nothing to do with it. Take your ego out of it. You're having sex with people. The person that you last had sex with is not the person that you're currently having sex with. There are different things that you need to pay attention to because as much as I'm a woman and the next woman and the woman after me, we essentially all have the same sort of girl parts. We're not the same woman. We don't have the same erogenous zones. We don't think the same. We don't feel the same. Like I can't feel her orgasms. Like she can't feel mine. Right. How are you going to know that because you ate her pussy one way, that means it's going to work for me. That that kind of throw that bullshit out. We need to be having better sex. We need to be having good sex. We need to be having pleasurable and fulfilling sex. And the only way to do that is to have fucking conversation. Stop being afraid of talking. Lord. 
That is a fact. Um, and stop taking like don't take it as a personal attack. Like I, I always kind of look at it this way: is that if someone's talking to you about better ways to please them, it's because they want you to be the one to please them. If they were, if they wanted someone else to be pleasing them, they would talk to that other person about it. So it's always productive. Like, of course, if they're not just coming to you like, yeah, you you fucking suck. Like, if they're coming to you constructively, like, hey, you know, I would like it better if you do it this way, or if you did this, or can we try this? Those are conversations, especially within a couple, that you should be able to have to help make sure both of you guys are pleased. And I think the thing that people need to stop doing is feel like just because they, they're getting their rocks off or they're pleased, that that automatically means that the other person is too. Oh, my God. Say that part again, please. <laughs> say that part again. No, just like, because, for real. Just because okay. you're getting your rocks off or pleased, that does not mean the other person is getting pleased also. And another thing that I want to point out too, to women Stop thinking just because you make somebody uh, make a man come that that means that they were all they, they were pleased the utmost. You can you can just rub your pinky on the underside of a penis to make it come. It doesn't mean that you're actually pleasing them. Stop thinking. And I think there's there's been this whole thing that women just think that oh a man just wants to have ha- he he just wants to bust his nut. If he does, he's good. That's not fucking true at all. So there you go. I'm off my high horse. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that was good. That was very, very prudent. I like, I quite like that. <laughs> well, that's it. We are done for this week, Miss Jones. Yeah, sir. So to tell the lovely people, because I know you, you know, you cut me off earlier when I was trying to fill in the gaps when you were, were gone. <laughs> we have a live event coming up. Oh my gosh. Saturday, May the 4th, CJ. Saturday, May the 4th. In the nation's capital, and I hope we don't get kicked out of Washington District of Columbia because I need to come to the states on a regular basis. So beg you, please, just be gentle. You, you might as well give sir. that shit up. That's not happening. You are never going to be welcome back. Trump is going to be at the border <laughs> for you specifically. Like, no, she cannot come back. Um, no, but it's going to be a great event. We have a lot of great things planned for listener interaction. I promise you guys, it's going to be one of the best events you go to all year. That's a promise. Um, There's going to be a lot of laughs shared there, a lot of uh, confessions, maybe. It's going to be a great show. Alcohol is going to be poured. It's going to be great. Um, So we have uh, the event is being hosted by uh, Tanisha um, Queen Poison, who is the author of a book of poetry titled Naked. Um, And then we have our two official sponsors, which is Erotic Boudoir. And we also have Vodkila. Um, who has come on board and, um, as CJ said, is going to be there distributing alcohol. There's going to be, uh, we're looking at creating a special drink drink for the night. And like CJ said, it's going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, a lot of fuckery, some games and and very um, candid. (laughs) Let's say that. So uh, Saturday, May the 4th, the tickets are live. Um, There are a number of different ways that you can get to the tickets to purchase them. Um, In either one of our stories, there's a swipe up link that will take you directly to our Eventbrite page. If you go to Love, Lust, and Badass Soul, our Instagram page, and you click on our link tree, there is a tab there that will take you directly to the Eventbrite page for uh, to purchase tickets. And the same on my personal page at Love, uh, sorry, at Badass underscore Jones. There's also a tab there that is a link tree. Once you click it, there's a tab that you can click on that will open to the Eventbrite page. So right now we're doing early bird sales. Tickets are $15. Um, and that runs from now until April the 20th. And then after April the 20th, the tickets are going to go up to $20. So get your t- tickets early. Um, thank you to everyone so far who has purchased tickets. We're looking forward to seeing you. I know there's a lot of buzz about us coming to the nation's capital to do the show. 
And I'm personally nervous and excited. Right now, I'm a little bit more nervous than excited. But, you know, when I want to spliff and now everything gravy. It's going to be a great event. No need to be nervous. I'm going to be there in my rare form. So it's going to be a great event. How's it a rare form? That's that's just going to be you. You're just going to be, you know. Oh, no. You have not seen it. I'm going to be in rare form. How? You're coming in gray sweatpants with nothing on underneath. Rare form, (laughs) people. Just be there. Uh, well, um, outside of all of that, uh, you can find us on our social media platforms, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at lovelust and BAS. If you wanted to email us any, uh, questions, uh, comments, discussion topics, uh, follow-up discussions, what have you, you can email us at lovelust and BAS, all one word at yahoo.com. Uh, you can find me on my social media platforms, Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore and at at JonesKidJ1. And you can find us on the Breaks Media website, which is the breaksmedianetwork.com. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Look at okay. you. You're getting better. Now, if you just could only remember the phone number. No, I don't want to remember the phone number because I feel like when I say the phone number, it's my personal phone number and it's not. And people need to stop calling the line. I'm going to make a sign for our live event that says, This is not my personal number. Stop calling the blood clot business line. Beg you, please. They all want yeah, that so. Jones. They want the Joneses. Well, they need to not. They can't. <laughs> not that like phone that. number is, though, it's 614-547-2039. You can also follow me at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z to the motherfucking E. Motherfucker is the word of the day. The word of the day. <laughs> we can't use that in our title, though. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Censorship is a bitch. It really is. It, isn't it? Fucking it really is. iTunes bitches. <laughs> Oh, we forgot to mention that you can find our um, podcast episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Anchor, and Urban Mobile Life. I believe that's it. That's it. We're out. Peace. Peace.